Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The doctor is, on, is back on the call. Yeah, the doctor is back on call. He, they, found out, they, they found out what he was going to talk about, and somebody cut him off. They said he's one of, one of the yeah. uh, thousands upon thousands who've been censored. Go ahead. Well, Go ahead, doctor. Uh, well, first of all, just for our audience, because we, we, we throw these terms of gain-of-function research, just to quickly explain what gain-of-function means is that when you want to test a virus and try different antivirals against it, the experiments can take months or years. So what you do is you make the virus intentionally manipulated to make it more transmissible, and this way when you they infect animals in these laboratories, they can do the experiments faster and test different things on them. But the problem is when man interferes, with these RNA viruses, sometimes things can go awry and they become super contagious. And in this case, if it was a gain-of-function research where it became so contagious that someone who was cleaning one of the bat cages there got infected and then leaked it out, and that was a rumor that we've been hearing for months, and it may have turned out to be, you know, true, and that's what the concern is. But it also tells us that nationally and internationally, wherever we have any bio labs or whether we are investing or uh, putting money into these things, that we need to have more regulation and much more oversight because these things can turn out to be a disaster. And we saw that 6 million people are dead, over 1.1 million dead in the United States. You know, this is not a joke, and we need to have better oversight. And when we have to have better due diligence, just like when we make statements like there are weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, and then, you know, there's a couple million people uh, dead and wars and refugees. We have to just do a little bit more due diligence and be more serious about uh, this type of research because you get the wrong pathogen. You can knock off half the planet. You know, forget about missiles and rockets. The deadliest things on this planet throughout the years, the plagues throughout history, it's been the microbiological invisible things that have done the most damage and killed the most people on the planet. Well, and that was one of the things, by the way, I was just watching um, Robert Redfield of the CDC, who was Trump's CDC director, and he was saying, uh, Dr. Mihalos, exactly that, that this was so potent that he believed early on that this was man-made. In other words, a lab leak. Uh, Bob Unanwe, you got something from Goya Foods. Yeah, you know, I wanted to say that, you know, uh, what they said right away was, you, you know, follow the science. This is, you know, they tried to cancel any misinformation. Now, if you were to take uh, when when they said the world was flat, and if you would say it's round, that would have been uh, misinformation. It would have been a vast right-wing conspiracy. You know, we didn't follow the science. We should have. And anybody that wanted to was canceled. Yeah, and that's the that's the sad thing, Dr. Mihalos, to Bob's point, that think about how much more information and it would have maybe saved lives had we looked into it. <clears throat> Well, look well, what they told absolutely. you. The, the problem is that you had epidemiologists sitting on the stage there with the president instead of having physicians who actually treat patients, our frontline doctors who are ICU doctors who are actually treating patients, just like, uh, you know, out in Long Island, one of the doctors realized there was a clotting disease right away, and they started putting people on blood thinners, and they had a much higher success rate of saving people. They weren't using steroids in the beginning. Finally, the people in England was telling us here in the United States, start giving steroids early on, 
because you don't die of the virus. You die from the inflammation of your own body attacking the virus, causing fluid in your lungs, and it's like drowning. And that cytokine storm was killing people, but they were censoring doctors for giving anti-inflammatories or trying to do that and threatening them with their licenses, especially in places like California, and you couldn't prescribe. Now a paper came out. Nobody talks about it because they were attacking hydroxychloroquine, but now a whole bunch of papers came out that was uh, that were put out that show that if you gave it super early, it does have anti-inflammatory properties and will help the cytokine stone. But they showed studies where they gave it to people already very sick in advance two weeks already into their hospitalization. The same thing like Tamiflu with the flu. If you give it after four days, it's useless. You have to give medicines early on, and they would – attack doctors for prescribing a medicine, threatening them. Even they had even pharmacists threatening to report them. So this is like a really, really scary what happened. But now a lot of the uh, data is coming out and a lot of these things have been proven to be, uh, you know, to be real uh, treatments. And uh, thank God for Operation Warp Speed that got us some antibodies, antivirals that saved millions of lives. Otherwise, we would have really been in trouble. We could have ended up losing two or three million Americans to this if we didn't shut the uh, airports down quickly. Well, Dr. McClellan, it's uh, it's Richard Weinberg. The whole point is, as you well know, it's a scientific method that allows for research and challenging premises to make sure that you have advancements in medicine to protect people. And when California, as you correctly pointed out, when they made it a law so that they could strip the medical license of doctors who use so-called disinformation, how dare they? These were people who had a countervailing voice, and they should have been heard, and it should have been the scientific method that proved correct or incorrect their, their theories, not governmental censorship bodies. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree, and I hope that we've uh, we sh- there should be the title is Lessons Learned About from the Pandemic, and hopefully we've learned our lessons and I think the next time around, whatever administration is, they need to have four or five physicians who are actually treating these diseases and infectious diseases who can talk about these things intelligently instead of having people up there who've never seen a patient, never examined a patient in 50 years, and just keep talking about the double-blind peer-reviewed study that takes years to do. You had people on the front line, if they saw a result with something that had low potential for risk, you needed to use it. And some of the people who had the courage to use steroids, they turned out to be right. The people who used colchicine and anti-inflammatory used in gout turned out to be right. And some of other anti-inflammatory rheumatoid arthritis drugs that ended up saving lives, including one physician I know in New York that he was at New York Hospital and the family pushed hard and they were able to get this uh, rheumatoid arthritis drug that was made by Regeneron and they were able to save this person's life who was on a ventilator for two weeks. But, you know, you had to advocate. If you don't have somebody advocating on your behalf, and we, uh, the doctor. If you don't have somebody advo- advocating, you're going to die. <laughs> exactly. And the doctor, we now, we, we need true, to advocate sadly. for the doctors and protect them and give them the freedom to practice medicine to their uh, best of the ability. Doctors don't go into a hospital or trying to hurt anybody. We just, you know, want to help people and save yeah. people. And when you have that kind of interference, it's doctor, potentially dangerous. We have one minute before the break. What, you know, I have John, my friend John Eikhoff here, uh, says, what is the next generation of COVID vaccines uh, that may be developed? Well, I think that we're going to see ones that are more targeted to different uh, variant-specific, but the problem right now is that uh, they're having a big problem. They ordered all these vaccines, but many people are not 
interest as interested in getting the vaccine, but I understand in the beginning, yes, we need to do something, but now that there are antivirals readily available, people are not jumping to get you know their boosters as much around the world, and uh, hopefully some good data will come out with some good vaccines with very, very few side effects, and the people <clears throat> will develop confidence in the in the boosters. Uh, but right now, I think that uh, you know we're we're seeing a much slower rollout than people expected, especially in Europe. Uh, they're finding that all these millions of doses they order, and they don't have people who are willing to line up uh, for the shots. But thank God we have antivirals, and thanks for always getting the truth out on WABC. Thank you, Dr. Thank you. Peter Mihalos, and thank you. And-